You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Guys, what is up? It's me, Salish. Okay, so I saw the skeleton crew tonight with Felicia Rashad and the whole gang. And I recorded this episode before I saw the show. And so I'm sitting down with one of the stars in the show, which you'll hear very, very soon. And I'm just so excited because she was amazing. So I do hope that you enjoy this episode. It was so freaking cool to see her up there. So, okay. All right. Enjoy. Oh, and one last thing. My 30th, oh my gosh, my 30th birthday is coming up on February 20th. So freaking soon like in like 10 days so if you're around I'm throwing a concert um just me in in concert for my I guess I don't really have a name for it (laughs) just my birthday bash it's 90s themed um and it's live in Brooklyn so if you're in town come by the information's on my website salishathomas.com and if you're not around you can stream it virtually and the proceeds come to me so don't hold back if you want to support (laughs) okay All right, it'll be a fun night. Okay, enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. And you guys, my guest today, she's so beautiful. I'm so excited that I get to see her face. I was not expecting that I was going to get to see her face today. Um, Let me give a, a little brief background and she can confirm if all of this is is good. So the story is, is that she moved to New York City and a month after she moved, she booked the lead in a film called Roxanne Roxanne, which she ends up getting an award for, for best breakout performance. Okay. All right. Let's see. Like what in the actual world? She's also been in Monsters and Men, Bad Hair. Y'all know we've been talking about bad hair and the photograph with Issa Rae. Just last year, she starred in a journal for Jordan opposite y'all, Michael B. Jordan and directed by Denzel. Like what on the actual planet? And now, and I'm so excited about this, she's making her Broadway debut, performing alongside Felicia Rashad, my hero, in The Skeleton Crew. Y'all, put your hands together and help me welcome Shantae Adams. Oh my gosh, that has to be top two, not two best intros I've ever had. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. and. 
thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Salisha. I'm happy to be here. Oh my goodness. It's so exciting to talk to you. When I was like looking you up and and checking out the things that you've been a part of, I'm just like, what on earth? Who is this gorgeous black woman who is slaying me right now? Where did you come from? Okay, um, well, it was a winter night in 1994, according to my parents. <laughs> now, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, um, born and raised. I went to Cass Technical High School there. That's where I got my start in acting. And then I went off to college in Pittsburgh at Carnegie Mellon. And then after that- Casual. Work. And <laughs> Did you all, and, like, were you always good? Like getting into Carnegie Mellon is not like, oh, I guess I'll just stop by. And like, did you always know that this is what you wanted to do? Or did you stumble into it? So I stumbled into acting, actually. It was my first day of my freshman year of high school. And I had one friend in the class with me and our teacher was absent. And she was like, well, I'm gonna use this time to go audition for the school play. And I was like, well, don't leave me here by myself. So I'm gonna come with you. I'll wait for you to get done. And I went in there and my drama teacher said, if you're gonna sit in here, you have to audition. Uh oh. And so I was like, all right give me a paper. So they gave me a paper, I read the lines, and then the next day my name was on a list to 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 be in this play. And that and the rest was history. Really? Mm -hmm. And did you enjoyed it? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I was a competitive cheerleader for 10 years. Come on. Before that. And so performing has always been in my spirit and what I love to do. I just didn't know that that was going to translate into the acting world. And it did immediately. Shante, I'm just like, I, we're in Black History Month, y'all. And I, first of all, happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, sis. Come on, sis. I, I feel like when I'm surrounded by Black excellence, when I'm talking to Black excellence, it just makes me feel so proud. <laughs> you know, like I literally met you two minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... So, like I feel a celebration in my spirit hmm. when I see when I see like us doing well out in these streets. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. It, it feels. feels so good. It feels so good just to be able to root for each other in such a positive way as well. Is just so. Thank you. Thank you for that. I receive all of that. Come on, come on. When did you know? When did you know? Oh yeah. Mm. When did you know that you were a star? <laughs> I know, um, I, I don't I know how. I will, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know when I when that thought crosses my mind. I don't know, I, I, I can't, I don't approach life that way and I, I, I don't approach my career that way either. I just know I'm a very spiritual person and I know I'm in the right place when God tells me so and that's what, I have been experiencing these last couple of years. So I, I don't know. It's never been about being a star. It's just about doing what I love. See, I know that's a trick question because when you're doing your work, when you're in your flow, like you just said, you're not like, oh my goodness, yes, I'm doing you, you're 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 still becoming. You're still growing and evolving. But I'm sure from the outside, I'm sure from where like your people who know you have who have watched you, they 
they look at you that way. For somebody who I'm just meeting you, I'm like, oh, well, it's very apparent to me that you, you know? And so even if you don't look at it as, oh, I'm a star now, (laughs) um, did you ever have a moment of, oh, I'm doing the dang thing and I need to level up to the calling that I've received? Have you ever felt that? Um, I've definitely have had moments of reflection that I've had to take a step back to realize that I was now living the dreams that I prayed for, like, like my prayers were real. And, um, so I've definitely had those moments for sure. And, um, I don't know. I I think with that just comes with me asking to continue to be able to step into my calling and 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 knowing and realizing that it was a calling through that but I don't know I I don't know if I can pinpoint one specific moment that was just like here we are world (laughs) because there's still so much to do right I totally feel that I feel that I and it's it's exciting I'm like was it I feel like, oh my goodness, hey, you're going to be opposite of Michael B. Jordan. Were you excited or were you like, oh, this is old hat? Like, what do you, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was definitely one of the moments, one of the more surreal moments, just realizing who I was going to be working with on that project. Um, but just, you know, being in the room and getting to know both of those people who we look at as industry titans, like, you know, that's, a legend like Denzel and, you know, an an icon in the making like Michael. And, but at the end of the day, they're people, they're people and they're human. And, and so that was, I I always remembered that um, just, just having to be, be in the room with, with, with two people like them. (laughs) Legends, but also their people. Oh, yeah. I love that. And it makes it like more relatable Um, in like looking at photos of you and even seeing you now, I see that you rock straight hair really well and you rock natural hair Mm -hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, Have you always embraced your natural texture or like natural hairstyles? and which one do you which one do you prefer? Right. Okay. So it wasn't until I was 21. I think that's when I big chopped for the <gasps> first time. Uh, because I didn't have a, a texture really. I was in the salon every two weeks growing up, getting my hair straightened. And so Me there too. was so much heat damage um, that my hair didn't even curl up. I didn't even know what, you know, but, but I had this, this feeling inside of me since college that like, I wanted to wear my hair natural because I was surrounded by black women in school who were natural. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I was like, okay, I'm ready to take that step. And then I would try and, oh my God, listen, trying to wear heat damaged hair natural when you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) is not easy at all and eventually people were just like you just have to cut it off you just have to cut it off and so after college after I shot Roxanne Roxanne too because my hair was straightened um every day for that 
because we had to put it in a ponytail. I was Whoa. like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it off. So I cut it off to about one inch of hair. And um, I remember leaving the salon and being like, wow, this is the most beautiful I've ever felt. I remember that I didn't have on any makeup. I just cut all, wow. all, I cut off all my hair. And I remember having that thought that was like, I feel so beautiful right now. And then for the next couple of years, I just, I was strictly natural. Um, and I just grew my hair out and I had a fro for the first time and I had curls for the first time. And like, I don't know, I was, um, wow. it was a whole new world. Like I was becoming those girls that I looked up to in college with the big, beautiful curls and fros. And so, yeah, that was, that was really, really great. Um, and yeah, I was natural for four years straight. I mean, technically I'm still natural. We don't do no chemicals over here, but, uh, yeah, I, I wore my real hair for journal for Jordan. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was on my hair and that was work. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Uh, Denzel was like, we ain't using no wigs. wigs." (laughs) And you know, Denzel gets what he wants. (laughs) But, um, but also that caused a couple problems too. I had an amazing hairstylist on who took great care of my hair, but you know, at the end of the day, you're shooting for two and a half months and your hair that's not used to being straightened all the time suddenly is. And so, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I wasn't heartbroken or anything at the end of it, but I was just kind of like, all right, probably time to cut some stuff off again. See, I'm wondering about that because I'm um in like the well, I guess. Yeah, I'm in the Broadway community as well. And like just being in the industry, but you do a lot of film and television and now also Broadway mm-hmm. when you're in that seat, the hair and makeup seat, like, how do you feel about letting them know how you feel? Are you very go with the flow? Have you ever been like, no, we're not doing that? Or mm-hmm. how, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out myself. Yeah. Have you? I, I, yeah. think, I think it's a balance of both for me, of where I am right now in my career. I am very go with the flow at times, but I'm also, what I care about the most is who's doing my hair. Mm. And because I'm putting a lot of trust into that person. And I'm always, I always say upfront that I need my hair and makeup people to look like me. That's, that's always number one for me mm-hmm. on my film it, on a film and TV set. Um, nice. I, so yeah, I think it's, I'm, I'm go with the flow, but it's also kind of like, you know, make sure you know what you're doing because <laughs> I'm trusting you. <laughs> I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you with my hair. Um, with your crown. With my crown, yes. <laughs> um, so I'd like to ask you about your Broadway debut. Mm-hmm. How is it going? It's going really <laughs> well. I feel very blessed just to be in this position that I'm able to do Broadway. I, I didn't even know. It was something that I've always wanted to do. I mean, I, I come from the theater. I'm a theater girl. That's how I was introduced 
to this world. Um, and it's just a full circle moment, being able to think back on myself, my high school self in the black box, you know, doing rent in West Side Story. Come on. And so to be here today, to be living in New York and doing Broadway is just, you know, it's, it's a crazy feeling. And then on top of that, the show that I'm doing is about my hometown, is, um, you know, about my community and my culture. And it's written by a woman, Dominique Marceau, that went to my high school. We studied, we come from the same teacher. And, oh. Um, yeah. Is so that a coincidence or? Nothing is coincidence. Come on. Come on. <laughs> coincidence no um it's about from like detroit is that where yeah mm -hmm. so the play is set in 2008 in detroit tonight is actually detroit night at the theater so we bring in the whole city out uh, oh that yeah. is gonna be awesome mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh shante i've not gotten to see it yet i'm still in california i get back to um New York in a few days. And so I cannot wait to see uh, it. Yay. I'm excited for you to see it. <laughs> I know. Is there anything about Broadway that you were like, ooh, I wasn't expecting that? Or ooh, what I what is that? Um I think it was just getting back into the mindset of like the the doing everything yourself. Like it's a different type of work ethic. <laughs> on Broadway, you know, like we're really catered to as actors in film and TV, and that's right. not really the case. No, you know. Here. So, um, <sighs> that there, is so real. Take your breakfast order, or <laughs> like the first week. I, I'm not even gonna lie. Like the first, I, I literally, I stopped filming my TV show. I had two weeks off, and then I went into rehearsals for the show. So I went to work the first day, like actually it was the first couple of days. I'm not even going to laugh. The first couple of days and I kept forgetting to bring food because I, there's always food at work. So I would just be like sitting there on my lunch break. And of course, like I could go out and get things or, you know, like order or whatever. <laughs> but I would just be sitting on my lunch break the first couple of days. Just like you forgot again. <laughs> so what do you do? You're just like, uh. Hello? No, I'd like, you know. Can I get a grande mocha, please? Oh, <laughs> uh, these first world, first world industry problems. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's great to hear because obviously like talking to you, you're so humble and kind oh, and genuine and sweet. And so it is funny to hear you're like, uh, where's breakfast though? <laughs> Do you do your own makeup backstage? Yeah. I How do. is that? Well, luckily my character works in the auto factory. Thank okay. God. So it, I don't have to do much cause I don't know how to do much of anything. So, <laughs> well, you're literally naturally beautiful as oh, I can you. see right now. And so, okay. And what has been a highlight since making your debut that you're like, ah, this i think it's every night that we take a bow the way that we're lined up i'm next to felicia rashad and so the fact like every night when she grabs my hand for us to bow and i'm like i'm bowing with felicia rashad right? <laughs> 
just it gratitude. Just, it, it, it never gets old. It never gets old. Yeah. It's just like, this is, you know, a woman that I grew up watching an icon for so many of us, yeah. you know, uh, uh, just the representation of beauty and, and elegance and talent. She's so talented. I mean, we, the, what she is doing in this show, we've never seen her do before. And whew, I can't wait for you to see it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I watch her from backstage in awe every night. And, Wait, um, I'm so curious. Like, I okay, you said it's like about Detroit and all that, but like, what skeleton crew? Like, can you tell me what it's like? A yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about these four um, auto factory workers, and they're waiting to hear whether their plant is going to get shut down. So it's set in 2008. You know, when the recession hit really hard, and it especially hit Detroit really hard because we are a um, we're the Motor City. We're right. the city of cars where all of, you know, cars are made. And um, when people stopped buying cars, a lot of factories and plants closed down and uh, that affected the people. That's where majority of the community in Detroit is employed. I know so much, so many members of my family worked in auto factory, worked in car plants, all of that stuff. So that's just the premise of the show of okay. kind of, you know, what happens, but all the characters are, are very different and are approaching everything in different ways of like how they're getting answers and what questions are they asking and all of that stuff. So it's a really, really good show. I cannot wait. And also you were mentioning <laughs> bowing next to Felicia Rashad, like I, uh, in 2014, I had just moved to New York and I was like, I got a ticket to the Tony Awards. And I was like taking a picture and my friend was like, hold on, there's a lady in the background. And then I turn, I'm like, that's Claire Huxtable. Take the picture, man. Take the Keep picture, man. Keep her in the black background. <laughs> Keep her in the background. I'm going to be zooming in on her. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, Shante, I'm about to let you go because I know you got to go. Um, but I just want to ask, like, what is it? What does it mean to you, whether it's film, television, Broadway, um, or any other aspects in your life? What does it mean to you to be a black woman in these visible spaces? Oh, it 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 means the most to me because that's why I'm here. The fact that I had representation and I saw black women in these spaces. And so to now be one and to, to be hopefully an inspiration to younger girls and to be representation for them, it just means the world to me. So I, I always think about that. I think about my nieces. I think about my goddaughter. I think about, you know, all the little black girls that are going to come up and see me and know mm -hmm. that they can do something and that they can follow their dreams and they can come true. So that is what means the most to me. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I feel the same way. Um, it, yeah, thank you. And w when you're, and it might be acting and I, I'm just curious, like on a personal note, like what would you say when you're in your, what is it that you're doing when you're in your flow? Do you know what I mean? Hold on. Let me see if I can articulate this better. Cause I'm just <laughs> curious as an artist, you mm -hmm. might have other talents hidden up your sleeve that we don't know about, but maybe it is being on stage. Maybe it is being in front of a camera, but when do you feel like you are your most in flow when you're not looking at the clock, when you're not trying to get out, when you feel at the most peace and that 
you're like, oh yeah, this just feels good. What is that for you? Um, what is it for me? It's, it feels spiritual. How does it come? I think through honesty and through truth. I know when I'm in a scene and I'm putting my all into something and I have a scene partner or scene partners that are doing the same, that the truth is going to reveal itself. And I think that that is what makes it real. And, and when it feels real, when these scenes feel real, when the words feel real, then that is what makes an audience feel something. And um, yeah, I feel like that feeling, I know the feeling that you're talking about. I know the exact feeling that you're talking about. It's kind of indescribable. Um, but yeah, the, the, the words that are coming to mind is just honesty and, and, and the spirit, like I feel like a, a spirit comes over us on the stage or, or on the camera. And that's when, you know, the moment when the, when the film director is like, just keep it rolling. Or when your scene partner on stage is going, yes, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's those moments right there. I love this. Thank you. I'm like, I could soak you up for so much longer. And I, I, I truly can. I can, your spirit is such a gift, Shantae. And Thank I can, you. I can't wait to like, get to feel it live in the space. Yes. And so I just know that you've got people who you don't even know rooting you on, cheering you on. Oh, thank you. Thank so, you so much. Oh, thank you. How can people find you and follow you and all of the things? Uh, well, first of all, they can come see this show that, uh, yeah, Skeleton Crew is running at the Freed Men on come 47th on. Street. Come um, on. February 20th right now. Hopefully we get extended. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at C-H-A-N-T-E-E. With two underscores, I think, after the E's. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> love it. I love it. Y'all, Shante Adams, y'all check her out. She's the real deal. And I'm so excited that I got to sit down with you. Thank you so much for coming on Black Hair and the Big Leagues. Thank you for having me, Salisha. Thank you. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big League. I will be uploading all the videos from every episode up to Patreon very soon. So please subscribe if you'd like video access. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.